The Old Testament lesson from the lectionary this morning comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. I invite you now to listen for the word of God. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord God had told him. And the New Testament lesson comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen. Yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Nicodemus comes to Jesus with questions, big questions, faith questions. Nicodemus is second-guessing where he finds himself. He's second-guessing what he thought he knew. And he's somewhat sheepish about it all, bashfully coming to Jesus by night under the cover of darkness. 
questions make us feel vulnerable, after all, and it takes courage to make a genuine, honest inquiry about faith. There's a common perception that having faith means knowing all the answers. But a big part of faith is actually learning how to sit with questions. Nicodemus, at any rate, already knows a lot of answers. He's serious about his faith and surely has been for some time because he's risen up the ranks to become a Pharisee, a religious leader. And he was no doubt well-educated and well-respected. So surely Nicodemus is used to giving the answers rather than asking the questions. For that reason, he begins his conversation with Jesus, not with a question, but with a statement. Teacher, he says, we know you've come from God. How else could you be doing these things you're doing? It's as if he asks, what's next for me, Jesus? What's your secret? How do you do it? It would have made sense for Jesus to show some more deference for Nicodemus's religious credentials, to tell Nicodemus to just keep doing what he's been doing because it's been working out pretty well for him. It would have made sense for Jesus to tell Nicodemus that he should just go ahead and take the next step in his spiritual journey by taking on a new spiritual practice or studying a new theological issue. It would have made sense for Jesus to tell Nicodemus to just calm down, relax, don't be too hard on yourself because no one's ever going to get it all perfectly anyway. But Jesus, as he so often does, cuts right to the heart of the matter. And he breaks the news to Nicodemus and to anyone else who is listening that only a complete dramatic change can give people eyes to see God's work in the world. Unless a person is born again from above, that person cannot see the kingdom of God, Jesus says. There's one little word here that's notoriously difficult to translate because it can mean both born again and born from above. But either way, the word indicates a new birth, a brand new start. To be born again or to be born from above means to get back to the basics, to reorient ourselves toward the kingdom of God. Can you think of a time in your life when you needed to just start over, when you needed an altogether new beginning? Maybe it was a moment when your mental health was spiraling downhill and you realized you needed to quit your job in order to focus fully on your own well-being. Maybe it was a moment when a relationship ended and you realized you needed to be with an altogether different kind of person. Or maybe it was a moment when your faith was rocked by some kind of inexplicable tragedy and all the answers that you thought you knew no longer held water. Sometimes we need to just begin all over again. Now, this language of new birth and starting over is surely hardest for well-accomplished people to understand, because it's one thing to start over when you've only just started, right? It's quite another to start over after a long time, after something has become habitual and ingrained in us. We humans prefer the familiar to such an extent 
that we often prefer the familiar over even what's best for us. In many cases, even over what we know is best for us. It's simply very difficult to change course. The further we've traveled down a road, the less readily we're inclined to turn around, right? After all, we've come so far already. We'd much prefer to just tweak something here or there to salvage what we've already done rather than go all the way back to the drawing board. We'd much prefer to just try harder or double down or wait it out, wait for some kind of external change to shake things up for us. But sometimes what we really need is to begin all over again. Nicodemus seems to prefer some kind of small-scale tweak to a large-scale change because as he digests Jesus' rather daunting statement about being reborn, he asks a kind of facetious question. How can anyone be born after having grown old? You can't crawl back into the womb and be born again. It's as though he's looking for a way out by making Jesus' statement sound impossible and ridiculous. It's a great tactic of avoidance, by the way, when you encounter something you don't want to hear or do, to dismiss it by making it out to be impossible and ridiculous. But Nicodemus is right that we sometimes grow old in the way that we do things, such that it is hard to be reborn. The longer we have believed a certain thing or done things a certain way, the less willing we are to jump ship. We grow old in the patterns of our lives, and sometimes some of those patterns can hold us back from seeing the kingdom of God. And so in order to see the kingdom of God when it has become obscured, we sometimes need to start all over again. Friends, the goal of our spiritual lives, and really the goal of our lives as a whole, is to see the kingdom of God. Jesus seems to know in that deep, soul-searching way that Jesus knows us, that Nicodemus wants to see the kingdom. That's what it's all about, after all. That's why we practice our faith, right? It's to see the kingdom of God. And whether you are deeply engaged with your faith or only peripherally so, chances are there is something in all of our lives that could use a fresh start, a rebirth. Chances are there is something that each of us can let go of or take upon ourselves that will help us see the kingdom of God more vividly. Lent gives us the space and the opportunity to do just that. This season of preparation for Easter is our annual reminder of the value of beginning again, the value of going back to the basics. Small tweaks here and there cannot always bring about drastic transformation. Sometimes large measures are necessary to truly redirect our steps. Sometimes we need to start all over again. Now, maybe for you, this means simply recommitting to regular church attendance and participation. I know I'm preaching the choir here because all of you are in church. But for many Americans, generally speaking, I think a kind of born-again experience is needed 
to re-engage with church. Studies are starting to emerge comparing church attendance pre-pandemic to today's attendance numbers. And the statistics suggest that a widespread apathy towards church is setting in all across the Christian spectrum. A recent article in the Christian Century revealed that church attendance declined during the pandemic across every demographic studied. The percentage of U.S. adults who reported attending religious services regularly declined from 26 to 24 percent, and the percent who say that they never attend religious services rose from 25 to 33 percent. The largest decline in attendance rates was among liberals, those who have never married, and those under age 30. Meanwhile, the smallest declines in attendance were among conservatives, those who are married, and those over 65. Men and women showed a similar overall decline, but every demographic study showed some kind of decline. In our own denomination, estimates from this region suggest that most churches currently have between 40 and 60 percent of their pre-pandemic Sunday attendance. Small tweaks cannot reverse these trends. We need a large-scale rebirth. We need to begin again. Sometimes a fresh start means just getting back to those basics. So friends, I encourage you this Lent to find deeper ways to engage your faith. Come to church, pray and read scripture, serve your neighbor. All such activities are born of the Spirit of God and usher us into a kingdom of God that we can see, that we can touch, that we can point to and say, there it is. So my prayer today is that we all might have the courage to hear Christ's words the courage to be born again from above. And in doing so, may we see with newfound clarity the beauty and the grace of the kingdom of God. May it be so. Thanks be to God. Amen.